Well, big news, everybody's talking about it. Twitter files and what Elon is doing to free Twitter and expose the rank corruption and tyranny that was coming out of there under previous ownership. Uh, we dig into that and talk about it. We also talk about the new head of the Business Council of Alabama and how she is a voting Democrat who gave money to Maxine Waters. That's a big shift from their previous president, Katie Britt. Uh, and then we go into Governor Kay Ivey's inaugural committee and break that down and what does it all mean. Stick around, you don't wanna miss this. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome everyone to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast, where we're pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. Got a great episode for you guys today, but before we jump into it, I got to tell you, uh, we need you guys to join the fight. You'll see the opportunity to join the fight. Every time you click on an article at 1819 News between the headline and the text, uh, there's a place there where it's asking you guys to join to become an 1819 member. By doing that, you're going to have access to member-only content that's really incredible. Uh, the first thing we have up is Greg Phillips telling us a story about him going to jail unjustly and what that was like. We'll also have more videos coming uh, and you'll also get really cool merch. Uh, that's 1819 merch where you can go and be a brand ambassador for us, but that's not the real reason that you need to join the fight. The real reason 1819 news is a nonprofit news organization, which means that we operate off of the support, the financial support of the people of Alabama, because at the end of the day, we're a news outlet for the people of Alabama. And so the sooner that we can build up, uh, our members, um, you know, the, the more, um, we'll be able to, to, to do and create special content and all kinds of different things. So we need you guys to, um, sign up there, join the fight. And, um, yeah, so there's that. And I, I've got in studio, uh, with me, very recognizable. If you've been following 1819 news for any period of time, I've got the ladies from Alabama unfiltered. I've got Miss Amy Beth Shaver and Miss Allison Sinclair. I don't have to write their names down like Scott does. I actually so know their names, and I don't even do a podcast with them every week. About every other week, we've I guess been doing the into. podcast with Scott for a year. And today, yeah, Amy, but and he even spelled Amy's name wrong. Of course, spelled Amy wrong. Yeah, yeah. So we're real tight. Yeah, yeah. You must, must make you guys feel so special. Yeah, I do. I feel very special. Really. Very special. Well. There's that. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're at like the big kid podcast. But I kind of feel like it's the other way around. Your guys' podcast is way better than mine. Uh, how about we all do humble. our best and it's kind of awesome. No, I will say we have way more fun. You do great. You, you're, you have a trophies. great podcast. You Thank get you. great guests. No. Well, it is it is a good, it is also, a good podcast, obviously. Exactly. I was like, I feel like I'm being buttered up right now. I feel like I mean, you, like, you may be, but yeah. maybe not just because acceptance. just look at your guests. I mean, for the love, you just got Robert Malone. You have Robert Malone on here. Yes. You've had Greg Phillips on here. Also, we've Gene Stallings. There. I mean, Gene but, Stallings. Like, you get one. people. Rick and, Bubba, Rick and Bubba on your podcast in these seats. And yes. we're sitting in the seats right now. Yeah. And you guys have big shoes to fill. How do you feel so, about that? Um, <clears throat> we're just going to do our best. Yeah. We're do our best. All we can do. We had some jelly beans earlier. So I feel like we're ready. It's not wearing off, is it? No, it's not okay. worn off yet. 
Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can say is our podcast is more fun than yours. Yeah, and that's really it. And I was just about to say I can already tell that this is going to have a more fun energy to it, except when Craig's in here. Oh, when well, Craig nobody, is in I here, mean, two of us can't yeah. even compete with no. Craig. I don't think five of no. us could compete yeah. with Craig. He's, you could put Craig alone in a room yeah, and just, and just record that. It'd be like MTV. Hey, that's some great behind you know, the scenes Special member-only content coming soon. Craig Monger in a room by himself. Actually, I would love to hear the self-talk in his head. Right, yeah. and then as he's like writing his articles. And it articles, would be in a British <laughs> accent, and he'd have a pipe in his and mouth, wearing his Rhodesian so shorts this, and his yeah, tank top, right. like he did in the video Using where he was shooting Arlie the pumpkins. Really, manga in this yeah. tank top. That and tank top. I'm going top to write a story for you today. <laughs> owned me and it got kicked off oh my gosh yeah so if you guys aren't following us on tiktok you should do that but craig will occasionally pop in and do a video and he did a great one where he was blowing up pumpkins and edited it to basically where it anyway you'd have to see it but he he was was in in a a white tank top and rhodesian camouflage bush shorts as you do it got pulled from tiktok i mean i think in record time yeah it was insane but we put it on facebook and it performed pretty well so you know you never (laughs) know that is weird we get we're still trying to figure out what is it that causes these people to like kick us tiktok kicks us off for this I've YouTube kicked kicks off us off twice. for I'm that. I'm kind of gun shy. Yes. Facebook. You the yes. I get kicked yeah. off. <laughs> like her first two videos were like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I think this isn't my thing. Bye. And then Facebook doesn't kick you off. They just, they just like penalize you. They like kind of give you the, the spanking of uh, throttling your distribution. Content. Yeah. So like, you know, we, where we were getting like 50 to 70 likes per, you know, good story. We're now getting like three. And it's yes. like. Very weird. Yeah. Subterfuge. Screen after screen. And but we can't, yeah, we're fine. We and that's give why up you now. guys need to sign up for the newsletter. I can't. <laughs> because is that is why. the whole purpose of the newsletter is so that social media doesn't interfere with you guys getting the news. So there that you go. That was a great pitch. Yeah. That's a shameless plug. That was a way. It's very good. Yeah. So what we're doing today, um, I did not have, um, you know, one of my fancy Ashley guests that she gets me, and I thought this would be a perfect time. <laughs> Christmassy to bring in. Because we're I'm reading in between the lines. Yeah, yeah no, we're no, no. I, I was just about to talk about how much better you guys are than all my guests, right? See, okay. that's where I was headed with Keep that. Keep going. Let's yeah. see where this goes. Uh, and you can basically, wow. I was out of guests. Everybody's busy for the holidays, so I. That was how I was introduced. It's called desperate, yes. and so that's here we are. I really didn't Elsa want to do a podcast Beth. by myself, and I figured, hey, they're gonna be here. It's hey, you did efficient. introduce me that way on your right. podcast. Might as well. What did I say? I think it was Scott. That might have said that he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Brian, yeah, we'll get him because there's nobody else and he's always here." <laughs> Something to that effect. No, but we were kidding. I don't think you are. Yeah, yeah. no, I really we, am. This we is, are essentially good. on the list that's called "Might as well." Might as well, and that's it. Why not? Couldn't hurt. Why not? Oh, it could better hurt. than me by myself. It could hurt. Is it? That's yeah, to no, be decided. Yeah, there, there would be no one buying the special content of Brian in a room by himself. And my are we monologue. sure? It wouldn't be as good as Craig. No, but you know, I'm, if you I'm put your sure little kids on. in there, yeah. then people would pay for that because yes. they're delicious little dumplings. <laughs> I mean, those they're children, seven of them, little yes. cheeks, you just hug them, and I don't even know them. You had them anyway, once at church. I did. They're darling. Uh, are you going to go this week? I'm not sure. We're going to be there Sunday. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. sure. No, you're going to go to church. You, to you church, might not go to church. Gonna, yeah. it's an hour and a half Sometimes away. we come to Birmingham and, and visit Trinity Presbyterian Church uh, and worship there with our friends there. So sometimes I do, you know, once uh, every couple months or so. So mm. we'll see. 
Okay. Um, but we're definitely do a visit. Love those guys and love obviously my church, Reformation Baptist Church. So um, how about you, Allison? Where are you going? She's oh looking. My word. They're searching. <laughs> oh my, my goodness. Um, she the knows heat on. all the words. Um, uh, um, anyway, did you know Fluffy had kittens? You know That's what? what I say anytime it gets uncomfortable. Here's the situation, though, and we've had this conversation, is because of COVID, there are many of oh. us, and we've talked to a lot of our friends that are in the same boat, that we are looking for churches because either they decided they didn't want to believe the word of God when it came to gay marriage, or, or they were shutting down, or they would invent something else that they were like, suddenly, I mean, if you're looking at the Twitter and all the semiotic weirdo stuff about gay marriage you're left without a home. And so then you're yeah. searching all over again and we have almost grown children. You're like, where do we fit? And so trying yeah, to find a Bible believing Christ, Christ proclaiming church in Alabama shouldn't be this hard. Uh, there's one on every corner, but, but how many are biblical? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that is, gosh, that's a whole podcast subject for another day is the, you know, kind of the, the direction that many churches are deciding to go. I think for a lot of them that decided to go the route that they did on COVID, I think if they would just kind of repent and be like, yeah, that was a terrible idea. We right. shouldn't have shut our doors. We shouldn't have forced you to get masked. Turns out loving your neighbor isn't getting a jab that could kill you. Those type of things, those right. type of repentances is, is uh, you know, could, could bring them back into a good place. But anyway, that is not the topic we're going to talk about. We're 17 minutes in. This is going to be one of those ones when it gets shared on I'm local sorry. that they're like, it <laughs> starts forward. at minute 17. It start, <laughs> fast forward to 17. 17 that minutes. That actually happened one you time. Yes. I, I shared our Alabama Unfiltered podcast and they were like, yeah, just go ahead and jump to three minutes. It actually was like five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> Probably, mm. yeah. That's oh, like the Lord. best part. You missed uh, the best part. Look, yes. I'm kidding. What are we talking about? I don't even so, know. Yeah, set the table. What are we talking about today? So I want to talk a little bit about Twitter files and the Ooh. huge ramifications as we're talking about how social media throttles and picks and chooses and kicks off and censors and keeps true news from getting out to the people mm -hmm. who are hungry for it. Uh, Twitter files is a very interesting thing, and it continues to, you know, it's it's a, it's an ongoing thing. And so we'll we'll discuss where they are in the Twitter files up to today, uh, the ramifications of it, what that means, and the implications of it for us, uh, our state, and our country. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the new BCA president, Helena Duncan, and her being a Democrat, and what does that mean for Business Council of Alabama, big business in Alabama, what does that mean with the Republican Party, and, the, and its future direction. Um, and then I want to talk about Governor Ivey's illustrious inauguration fanfare of the people uh, Miss Amy Beth Shaver wrote a wonderful uh, uh, column about you know pointing that out like okay yeah <laughs> election's over <laughs> you don't got to start pretending that you actually uh, care about us or represent us now it's back to shilling for the big biz baby business is as I usual. mean could it be any more obvious and no. sickening and it's like and then and then like the magic wears off in about two and a half years and then elections start to ramp up. It's all God's guns, Jesus, Constitution, loving babies. In front of a we church. Nobody wants to kill these babies. We love our babies in Alabama with Jesus and guns. Yes, yes we do. It's all so oh, fake. Oh my gosh. And and I just I hate that they can't see it. And I think uh, obviously and that's thus the reason for eighteen nineteen. The reason they couldn't see it before is there was no one covering it and everyone's watching Fox News and they only see what's happening nationally. And then they look to the Montgomery what's going on everybody down there by the time they're looking up when it's coming to vote they're like i love donald trump but i hate biden i love jesus and mm. you know and and they're like well i mean i guess they said they love jesus and and donald trump i mean why wouldn't i vote everybody for tunes it out Hook, i mean line yeah. sinker 
Yep. So hopefully we will do a good job of um, bringing information to the people of Alabama so that they can make good decisions. So that is what we'll say there. So uh, with that, yeah, let's jump into our first subject. Did any of you guys get hooked? I, are you guys Twitter people at all? Mm-hmm. I am. I haven't been at all, I but don't I am going to be I, now. I yeah. love Twitter. I am on Twitter. I was on Twitter because I felt like I had to be. I'm like a you know media personality, you know, yeah, I'm Twitter. <laughs> and so I was on there. And I'm like, this this sucks. And there was a time, I don't know, six years ago, five years ago when I was on Twitter and it was actually good. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's just gotten increasingly worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's like no one reads anything I write. And I know that that's not because, you know, like I, I do well on other social media platforms. You're so cool. Shared. Like, totally. I mean, if, what, I, mean I can tell mean? this is being censored because no one's liking no. my stuff. <laughs> and if you're not liking my stuff, there's something wrong. I mean, wrong. duh. Yeah. It's Brian Dawson. Yeah. So anyway, bringing myself back to earth. Um, no, so but uh, you can just tell, you right. know. And so since Elon took over, I bought my blue check mark for $8 a month happily. Because we were trying to get our blue check mark before, like to get eighteen nineteen news certified. Wait, does Brian Dawson have a check mark? Yeah, Brian Dawson has a blue check mark. Let's go look that right yeah. now. Okay, excuse me. Okay, uh, I'm explain the check because I'm so new to the Twitter. Like when the Twitter files came out, I had to text someone to ask them how I got everything in chronological order because, like, there were all these comments. Like yeah. one, two, three, four, yeah, no, and then it'd go to 48, to and then, and like, I have no clue. Yeah. So what does the blue check mark mean now? So it used to mean- But that, I mean, I can have a blue check mark. Yeah, no. So if you ask a question, let me answer it, please. All right. I'm going to start so, tapping on the table yeah, while you don't. talk. Um, so the blue check mark previous to Elon Musk purchasing it was a way of verifying that this is an authenticated account. And so if you're verified and you're authenticated- you were going to have way less distribution restrictions, okay. right? And so even if you were like Breitbart, you had the blue check mark, so you're still getting some distribution, right? Some help. And so it's that whole idea um, of free speech but not free reach, right? And so, mm. yeah, you can say what you want, but if you that's where Facebook is. Facebook is on the free speech but not free reach. If you want to say stupid stuff, you don't get to reach anybody, right? Yeah. And so... By getting verified, you showed that you weren't a Russian bot or whatever. They looked into you, and then and but what that means for a media company f- to be able to have their messages have reach for their speech, it's incredibly valuable. Like if they would have told me if I could have signed up for Twitter and said it's a thousand bucks, you know, and you get you you get no more restrictions, I'd have been like absolutely. Why? Well, of course, I would do that, right? right? Because it, it matters to be able to get your message out. And so what was happening though is the the process had gotten um, kind of co opted. And so we applied to get our blue check mark pre-Elon, pre-Lon. You see what I did there? <laughs> anyway, so that. pre-Lon, we we um we went to get our blue check mark and they're like, "Oh yeah, you need like this, this and this." And like one of them is like s- some major news organization has to have shared your stuff and it's like NPR shared our stuff. We've had major news organizations okay. share our stuff. Um you have to have a Wikipedia page and you have to have all this. and we had all the stuff except the Wikipedia page. And so we get, we send in to get a, a Wikipedia page and we like, you know, this is 1819 news, blah, blah, Parker writes it up. And then some, some trainee with LGBT stuff or whatever in their profile pick sends it back and says, yeah, no, no, Mm. you, you you don't get a Wikipedia page. And so then we don't get verified on Twitter, which means that our message is now restricted. And Twitter can say it's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. And so Mm. Elon takes over. And then what he found was not only that, what would happen is you would apply to get your blue check mark and the, and the blue check mark people at Twitter would be like, yeah, no. And then they would DM you and say, send us a check for $25,000 and we'll make it go through. Right. And again, I'm, I'm not, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and so 
they were backdooring stuff. People were profiting from it. It was a nightmare. And again, I can't, I'm not wow. saying that that absolutely happened, but that was something that, you know, Elon jumped on and said, yeah, we're looking into that, that that was happening. Right. So the whole verification system, there, there's power in verification. So, but what he did, he goes, okay, if you want your blue check mark, it's going to cost you eight bucks a month. And he knew when he took over Twitter, there was going to be a whole bunch of like ESG type, you know, what do you call it? Uh, virtue <laughs> signaling companies mm-hmm. that were going to leave. He's like, okay, if you want your blue check mark, it's eight bucks a month. And then that backfired because some people got on there, created accounts of like official companies right. and got the blue check mark or whatever, and then went on to do something and people lost like billions of dollars over it. And so that backfired. So he pulled the ability to buy a blue check mark. Okay, he so blue with blue check yeah, so, mean less. So blue check mark doesn't mean as much as it used to, but I think he's going to set it up in a way to maybe. So now, if you're an official media outlet, there's a there's a, like a hollowed out gray outlined check that says official. And oh. so now, 1819 News is trying to get their official check mark as well as our blue check mark. And there'll be some process, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, a bunch of trainees telling us we can't do it now. I think it's actually going to be a legitimate, they're going to do their due diligence. And again, it's like, man, if they would charge for that process and it's be like, hey, it costs us $500 to verify you, right. send us a check for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right. But, you know, and it's like, or if you do get it, it's going to, you know, what, however, they need to figure that out to where they can do the due diligence to make sure you're not a Russian mm-hmm. bot, that you are a legitimate news site. And they verify you. Um, super helpful. So we're in the process of trying to get that. And then what will happen is once the that happens, and then all of our eighteen nineteen news reporters and other people that are affiliated with the company uh, will also be able to get that status. And so they'll be able oh, to share on fabulous. Twitter more. Right. I'm just telling you, like, and Twitter is a news sharing <laughs> app. She's right. gonna die. She is, and I'm gonna help her. No, I'm gonna. I, it's you gonna know be when you fine. Have like one. It's like this tiny yes, I do little, know. The little speck tickle. of tickle. Yes, in your throat. You know. So when I start crying, just ignore me. It's fine. If I pass out, though, she's sad somebody she didn't get her blue check mark. She well, is very sad. What this I don't really... understand is, okay, so it's actually very helpful. The blue check mark was, and now I'm sad it's gone. Because <laughs> um, like I knew, whoever. Mark Cuban. I don't know why his name just came to my mind. That's really weird. Was really Mark Cuban. Yeah. But how do you know if you can buy a blue check blue check mark that Mark Cuban? That's why you can't buy a blue check mark anymore. Is because someone went <laughs> okay. and got a big like publicly traded company, did the picture like someone who understood oh, the, the insulin thing. Yes, and they tanked and Eli they tanked, Lilly. Like yeah, like yeah. some odd billions of dollars were lost. Genius. Yeah, and so well played. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> So there's that. But again, it's just like when you watch him when he's messing with Tesla and he's getting all frustrated and his hair is all messed up and he's like, we got to have a self-driving car. It just ran somebody over. He's like, dang, that sucks. Okay, well, now it doesn't run people over, right? And so he's going to figure it out. Yes. When Elon puts his mind to something, he puts a team together and it ends up being, you know, he got a freaking rocket to go into space and come back down and land on a platform about the size of this table, or it was probably bigger than that. It's probably about the size of this room that was floating which in the is ocean. The size Almost the size, which is about the size of this table. That's correct. <laughs> Don't make me. Allison laugh. Sorry. <laughs> it's just going to be this. She way. has tuberculosis. It's like Doc. <laughs> what Holl- if I do? You'll have <laughs> it guilt. Is like Doc Holliday. No. No, you did call me. Say Doc when. I did say when. This <laughs> it's not COVID. Okay. <laughs> so that there we are. So but you're a big fan of Elon. I'm a huge Elon fan. I'm an yeah. Elon fanboy. And and again, so 
everyone kind of knows where I am with my faith and my politics intermixing the way that they do. Um, you know, and, and, and as I think they should, and obviously the left's faith and politics intermingle quite well is, you know, not well for the rest of us, you know, that they do. And so Elon is a bit of an anomaly for someone I'd usually get behind. But what I, I think Greg Phillips true North thing has been really helpful for me figuring out who's on our team and who's not, Hmm. we might not be exactly aligned, um, on every single point, but is our true North the same? Are we trying to get to the same place? Is, is the world that we're seeking, you know, our, is our, you know, our home that we're trying to get to, I guess our promised land, does it look fairly similar, right? Is that our goal to get there? And if so, then, then, then we're at the least co-belligerents, if not, you know, partners in trying to do this. And so before we jump into the Twitter files though, we want to go to uh, a word from our sponsors. Hey y'all, it's Allison Sinclair with Alabama Unfiltered. A lot of people ask me, what can I do to actually make a difference in DC and in my state government? And one of the most effective things you can do is write an old school letter to your elected officials. It seems super simple, but a written through the mail letter gets their attention much more than an email or a phone call. I use the Quick Letter app from my phone to write letters and it makes it so easy to write all of my representatives in DC and in our state a real letter in a matter of minutes. And so Quick Letter automatically determines your representatives and their mailing addresses. You write or dictate a letter on your phone and tap the name of every representative you want to receive that letter. And Quick Letter handles the delivery address, the return address, the greeting, the closing, the signature, the printing, stuffing, stamping, and placing your letter in the U.S. mail. Your governor, attorney general, state legislators, your U.S. senators, and congressmen need to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. Actually, a brief, simple letter usually has the most impact. Send a quick letter today and every day. Go to quickletter.com, that's K-W-I-K, quickletter.com, or download the Quick Letter app today. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, after that word from our wonderful, wonderful, I see the words. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful sponsor. And it is a wonderful sponsor. And if it wasn't, it wouldn't be on here. But let's talk a little bit about him, though. I would like to add a little bit more to that, um, Jim Hicks and what he's doing in Quick Letters mm. is awesome. You guys need to go download the Quick Letters app. Um, you can go there. You can write everyone from uh, the resident Joe Biden. I'm not sure if he's a president, mm-hmm. but he's a resident no, in the White House. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden uh, on down. Uh, that's your governor and everybody here in the state, uh, your United States senators, your congressmen, everything. You can write them a letter and let them know what's on your mind. It makes a huge difference. And the letters that are printed are done extremely professionally, delivered. I did it. It went to uh, my house of representatives in Alabama, and I actually got a phone call from him thanking me for the letter and said he's never seen such a professionally written letter. And so it makes an impact. It ends up on their desk. They do read it, and they can you can make your voice heard by downloading the Quick Letters app. Uh, go there, get it, and start firing off letters. I think it's like $1.99 a letter. You can't beat that. It's like a little bit oh, more than postage. it's less than that. Yeah, the more you send, the cheaper it yeah. is also. So anyway, there's that. So back to Twitter files. Um so we, we've kind of ran down what's going on with Twitter, but Twitter files is essentially when Elon took over the company, he went and just fired everybody and kicked everybody out, right? And got rid of all the executives and everything. And now he's got access to the emails and the email traffic and everything and basically the history of what's happened in the company. And he has all the dead to rights evidence of how Twitter squashed uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, right? And yes, it was an October surprise, you know, that they, they saved that piece to come mm-hmm. out in October 
that Joe Biden's son um, got was smoking crack and messing with hookers and went and dropped his laptop, 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 the words again, <laughs> laptop yeah, off. Yeah. Although you wow. could combine it into one laptop. word. Laptop. <laughs> laptop off at Sounds a computer re- repair place. He never went back to get it. The a guy repair. got on there to wipe it and found all kinds of just egregious stuff. And then it also showed that there was a relationship with uh, the Ukrainian government uh, and Hunter Biden. Basically, Hunter Biden was selling access to the United States government via his father, who was the vice president at the time. There was a new government in Ukraine that had just taken over that was not uh, as friendly um, to the interest of that company, Burisma. So Burisma was very much for the the government that was kicked out. New government comes in. Uh, The only way that Burisma is going to be able to keep the influence they had is if they were able to, you know, convince this new government that I'm pretty sure our government instituted because that's what we do. We go around doing regime changes and picking leaders in countries, but that's a, another story for another day on an outlet. We'll that's not Alabama focused. Right. So, so yeah, there's that. And so they said, well, rather than going to this government, we'll go to the American government because we have access to them. We'll put Hunter Biden on our board. Um, we'll give him some crack and some hookers and, uh, and a million bucks a month or whatever it was. And then he'll go to the, the big guy, the big guy. And that was, that was, you know, Joe Biden. Did you uh, see where they were saying that that he was referring to tithing? Yes. Tithing to the big guy. Yikes. 10% to the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always what, okay. uh, Hunter Biden's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Sure. Eesh. So there's that. So anyway, that, so, so that story came out, the New York post, the oldest newspaper in the United States that's still standing, uh, is the New York Post. It, you know, yes, it uh, it has a little bit more of a conservative bent to it when compared to all the radically left outlets. And so they try to discredit it, but it's like this is you can't discredit the New York Post. I mean, this is is a very, you know, legitimate newspaper. Um, it was Russian disinformation. That's what we all heard. Like literally, you know how they do that Operation Mockingbird where every single news thing is, you know, it looks like you're about to talk or cough. I can't tell. Both. Okay. Have you seen the montage where it talks about Build Back Better? And oh, it's all no, like the, the Build exact, Back Better one. And then there's the one from all the news anchors, too, yeah. that is just the exact same speech. It's a threat to our disgusting. democracy. It's a threat to our democracy. It's a threat yeah. to our democracy. Because most people's Operation Mockingbird sounds like some conspiracy. Yeah. No. like It's legit. It is legit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very simple. If you run a news, I mean, I have a teleprompter right here. I never use it, much to my producer's dismay. You should. Yeah, I probably should. Basically, the way I my seven cold opens, it didn't work, right? So... It was because I needed the headphones. I know. If you're wondering why I'm wearing headphones and they're not, it's because I can't function without them. I found it out today. They didn't want to put the headphones on. I said, I guess we're not wearing headphones today. It does. And we have like inner ear, you know, headphones, but you needed those. But it was weird because literally you put them on and it was was like like, magic. Yeah. Like you were there. I'm back to to being Brian Dawson. Yeah. Without them, I'm nothing. So this is this is my this is my Samson hair, my Achilles heel here, guys. Remember that. Yeah. If you want to take me over. Take off the headphones. So, um, but yeah, the Operation Mockingbird, you basically, you're feeding what's called copy, which is what the the reporter reads. It's the written part of what they read. And you send it out to all of these and, and like Media Matters feeds these news outlets what they're supposed to read. And so they just read what the, you know, it's very much like Anchorman. Is that why you're laughing? He reads whatever's on the like teleprompter. Go F yourself, San Diego. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the, <laughs> the weatherman. <laughs> the weatherman reading out the birthdays and he goes through like and today happy birthday to you <laughs> amy best shaver happy birthday to brian dawson 
Hugh Janus. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And then he catches himself because he's just reading the teleprompter. Hugh Hugh Janus. Anyway. What about Shepard Smith when that hurricane was going through Florida? He's like, you need to get out now. You need to evacuate. If you don't, you're going to die and your kids are going to die too. You don't. You guys don't remember that. You didn't see that. What? What? This was like three years ago. It was like was that on Fox Fox News? It was on Fox News, and he's doing this thing like you got to get out of here. Shep, didn't he just get fired? Who knows? He's somewhere else now. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, he goes, and your kids will die too. (laughs) It was just you will surely die. Yeah, so that was probably not on the teleprompter. But point being, anyway. You see the repetitive nature of it. The left always has their talking points that they repeat ad finitum that just over and over and over. And it is threat to our democracy. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Build back better. You hear it all the time. And then it was Russian disinformation. And it wasn't just yeah. Russian disinformation. It was clearly Russian. They all said it's clearly yeah. Russian disinformation. It's clearly Russian disinformation. Clearly that's Russian. Like you if know. you think something different, yeah. you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, but clearly was even part of the, the, right. the catchphrase. It wasn't just Russian disinformation. It was clearly Russian mm-hmm. disinformation. It's crazy. It went over and over and over and over. And and, and it, it's gaslighting to the nth degree to people where we know what was on the laptop and we saw and we read and we heard. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then that's clearly Russian disinformation. And you're like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I speak up, I might be wrong. I might look stupid. So they do that. That is huge election interference. But here's the deal. Twitter's a private company and they can do that if they want. But the problem was is that the United States government was reaching out to the officials at Twitter saying, get rid of this one, get rid of this right. one, get rid of this one, squish mm-hmm. that one, that guy's saying this, block him, get rid of that person, mm-hmm. you know, kick him off, bop, 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 giving instructions to Twitter. And Twitter was like, yes, sir, right away, sir. And then they were handling it out. And that's that private-public partnership that you've been talking about ding on your dong. TikToks. Not ding dong. Ding dong. Ding. <laughs> duty. <laughs> it's our duty. Yeah, don't say duty. <laughs> then you're going to say nugget, and yes. it's just going to be over. And so... Okay, no, but that is exactly it. That's where it gets so messy and yucky and what it exactly should not be. Yeah. Should not be. And and for, and I'm going to let you guys talk, I promise. I thought you guys were going to have to carry the whole show. And then no, I put my you headphones put the head- on and it was like, ah, I'm freaking ready. Let's go. Let's go, people. That's what happened, man. I put the headphones on. I don't need That's sweet really tarts bizarre. and jelly beans. Yeah, no, you were you're a new man after yeah. those headphones. I what mean, I you should have seen him walking in. <laughs> Just here. keep going, keep going. So where was I? What was I talking about before headphones? Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus, and your kids will die too. Um, no, you're what talking is about public private partnerships. Public private partnerships. Okay, so what is the one thing that the left always hurls at conservatives? You're a fascist. Ugh, you're a fascist. He's fascist Nazis. That's what they say. <laughs> yes, We're fascists, right? 100%. They throw the rock. At fa- well, do you know what fascism actually is? What they're it's doing. It's, it's, it's when the government takes over powerful private entities and they work together. I don't like what's going on in Alabama, but we're going to get to that story next. Um, okay. but, the rest of the story. Yeah, the rest of the story. So no, that's actual exactly fascism, right. though, right? So what they're doing is the textbook actual definition. I don't even like calling people fascists because I feel like I'm going to sound like them calling us fascists. He's the fascist. He's a fascist. But it's true. Yeah. And so anyway, but that it's a big, 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 big deal. And the fact that Elon Musk is just like firing this stuff off, like not a care in the world. And he's like literally putting tweets out where he's like, Hey, if I, if, if, if I suicide myself, it wasn't me because I'm fine. And that's legit. He probably has legitimate people trying to kill him. And he's the God in his graciousness to us in this very scary time that we live Gave us Elon Elon Musk words today. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. It's the facial expressions yeah, that give me too. I can't, I can't no, do just, it. <laughs> so 
he gives us Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. The richest man ever to live is this super humble, normal guy who just like thinks a lot of very similar to how normal people do. And is just like, oh, what if I did this? But he, he has the gumballs and, to do yes, something. Gumballs. Just said that. <laughs> you did. To do something with it. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm just going to. Do what I do. Just down. <laughs> we know right, Allison. Keep going. <laughs> like, the real Allison's coming out. All right. So, what am I missing, ladies? You guys can talk. I, I like want to know what came out in the Twitter files. Like what he he pitched the whole thing, and then he said, "Oh, wait a second. For this podcast, I I've read it. I'm pitching you. I'm letting you talk more. Okay. What did you think was the most? It just to me, it confirmed everything yeah. we already knew and if you've been paying attention at all you're not really surprised you're just like yes yeah exactly all those people that said it wasn't true yes it is happening it's disgusting and i was reading an article that took it even further back to like the patriot act and how all that is kind of mm. ingrained in all this and i mean it is a deep seated between the FBI, the DOJ, yeah. this is not a Republican Democrat issue. No, right? George Bush, George W. Bush gave us this. Yes, yes, he did. He did. Which is something that we need to snap out of. Is all this? It's Republican versus Democrat. No, it's freedom versus tyranny. It's good versus evil. Mm -hmm. That's the fight, Ron, and that's why uh, I was talking about as far as the True North thing. It's like, look. I don't have some crazy psychotic allegiance to the Republican Party. Obviously, the stuff that's written on their platform aligns with me, but nobody in the GOP is doing the things on the platform. Right. No. And so it's like, well, what's the point? It's the point is for anybody who talks like me is they're going to come back and play this podcast and be like, you can't run for office. Well, good. I don't want your freaking office. <laughs> well, anyway. but what are we, I don't know how you, I guess you just continually speak truth and expose what's going on, but I'm with you. Like, forget, I don't care, Republican, Democrat. And actually, I think in the Twitter files, there was one Democrat. Wasn't a Democrat representative or senator that spoke up and was like, wait a second, this might be an infringement on the First Amendment? Yeah. Who was that? I don't remember. Um, oh, yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. He's from the Midwest. Uh, he's yeah. a great guy. Oh, and yeah. let me find out his name. Well, Hold on. anyway, my point was, like, night. I actually was relieved to to hear, you know, someone from the left talking about the First Amendment and people, it seemed like, tried to say, hey, this isn't going to work. Your whole mm -hmm. hacking argument, which was the thing, yeah. like, they quickly realized that because it's hacked material, that wasn't going to work. But they doubled down on it. Yeah. And it just created this snowball effect of now we are where we are. And Elon's hysterical. I cannot figure him out. He's an enigma probably to a lot of people. But um, I actually got on the Twitters because um, I feel like my grandmother when I get on there because I'm like, I don't know what this is. Um, <clears throat> actually, that reminded me of you. You do that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just, it's popcorn worthy. You just got to sit back and watch. And so he was supposed to release something else yesterday. Did mm -hmm. anything ever come out? I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything. But I was actually like following him. the Twitter. Like I was on Twitter when the little thing popped up and said, <laughs> wait to see what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop. And I was like, ooh. Oh, let's go to yeah. the Twitter and see. Everybody. Yeah, let's see. But I just I think it's you have to expose light on these things. And I'm I'm glad he is. I don't. Hmm. Do you think it ends well for him? I think so. Okay. I think I think we're in a place now where the people that stand up and have courage, especially in such a public setting. Um, God is going to bless those who respond to what's going on with courage. Um, and again, so it's the same thing that you, you saw with Greg Phillips. And so they haven't killed him yet. Right. And, 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 and he's in a very 
real threat to his life as well. Greg Phillips and Elon mm-hmm. Musk are very similarly. Uh, Greg Phillips more taking on the CCP. Um, you know, uh, Elon Musk taking on the United States government. Same CCP, thing. Chinese government, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. Potato, potato. So, um, but Greg, the, it's the same thing that you see in the Bible when anytime they try and stomp out what God is doing, it's like when you step on, um, you know, a fire to put it out and all the embers just spread and then it just creates a bigger fire. Right. That's what always happens is tyrants try and stomp out the rebellion and all it does is spread the rebellion. So mm-hmm. they can either let the fire burn or they, and it's going to burn and it's eventually going to grow and grow and grow, or they can try and put it out and it's just going to spread it. And that's what the dispersion was. You know, they, they, um, the Romans came in and destroyed the temple in AD 70 and, and everyone dispersed. And what ended up happening is Christianity just spread throughout all the West and Europe. And then we ended up with America from that. Right. So, but a lot of people died <clears throat> along the way. Yes, exactly. And so that was the point is no matter what we have to trust that it's bigger than us and the plan is bigger than us. And this is something I've gotten so in the weeds with doing stuff, uh, at 18, 19, I, 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 I don't back out to that 30,000 foot view where I really started and understanding that we're part of a greater story, mm-hmm. right? We're part, and you guys have heard me talk about this ad nauseum probably. Like, oh, God, here it comes again. But um, we're when you study church history, you go all the way back to in the Bible, church history, to out of the Bible, you know, first century church, church history, all the way through the Reformation, you know, through the Huguenots, through the Reformation, um, you know, through the Puritans in England uh, and uh, the founders of our country, and all of this, it's it's one story that's being told, right? And it's God, it's Christ's church, it's Christ's kingdom, and it's growing, and then and, and then it goes through something, and, and then it grows again, and then and we end up to where we are now, and we're part of that story. And that's why it says "Rise to the Moment" on our website. Rise to the Moment of Truth is because that is what has historically happened. Is there's been crazy? I mean, imagine being alive in nineteen you know thirties and forties when all this stuff was going on with world war two and the whole, you know, uh, storming the beaches of Normandy and Iwo Jima and all of these things, like there's no hope. This can't be, this is is the only way that, you know, this isn't going to work. How are we going to do this? And they just did it and it, it worked. Right. And a lot of people died along the way. So this is also an opportunity for people who were watching this as it went along, um, to make an actual reset. Because for those of us watching, we're like, Oh, we knew it. We knew it the whole time, right? We were not afraid to say, this is, here's the situation. But if you found yourself in the camp that you were an apparatchik and you were just a blind well, well, follower. Yeah, define apparatchik. I see this everywhere so, and I pretend like I know what it okay. means. So an apparatchik historically was a member of the Communist Party. I'm not saying you were a historical member of the Communist Party, but what it does mean in politics hmm. is a blindly devoted follower. Oh, I and what like we that. had were we should use millions it. of blindly devoted followers that were like, whatever they say, we're going to uh, 12, 14 days to stop the spread. Yeah. Uh, mask up to save your neighbor's life. It's loving to get the jab. Uh, clearly Russian disinformation. Like whatever they said, people were parroting it back. Like in yeah. daily conversation, were you ever shocked? Like how quickly people were mm. like, I'm going to say what they said because yeah. it sounds very important. Um, well, this is an opportunity to make a reset. Yeah. And not to be an apparatchik, but to maybe pull out and have a 30,000 foot view and go, hmm, Shazam, there's this whole world down here. And I was following along so closely, but I couldn't see <laughs> <laughs> And now I can see. And so maybe we're going to back up and go, maybe this is the time to really like think things through before I parrot out what all the talking points yeah. want me to say. Amen. Because it's kind of opposite day. If yeah. they say it, I'm not going to say it. That's it. 
I'm just saying. That was what I said about Ukraine. Like yeah. I watched Fox yes. News and I watched Sean Hannity going and they had like this, it was like a, a missile going into a building and like a tank running over a car. And there was like these three things and it just played those same three clips over and over mm-hmm. and over and over with Hannity giving these talking points. I was like, well, I have no idea what's going on in Ukraine, but I know that's not true. Yes. That's all. All I know is that they're yeah. lying to me. Yeah. It's, and we and we're all in danger of it. Yeah. Because we can be in danger of doing the same thing. But you're exactly right. It's not a Republican. It's not a Democrat. It's a human issue. Yeah. And either it is good or it is not good. It's yeah. that simple. So that that's what, what I think. What has been fun is watching people that were like, I don't know. I mean, God, it's kind of crazy that. You know, that this virus was created and manufactured in a lab in Wuhan through gain of function that was funded by the United States and a Chinese lab. And then it was released during Trump while Trump was kicking everybody's tail in China. And it just seems like kind of a crazy. Oh, my God, that's what happened. (laughs) Right. And then they're like, I don't know. I mean, a vaccine that kills people. I mean, I just I don't I just feel like, you know, oh, my God, the vaccine's killing people. Right. And you're just watching people that are like super resistant to like. You know, or another one that that I've I've had with a person I work closely with is, I mean, I don't I don't feel like they're actually trying to indoctrinate our kids with sexual perversion. That's not happening. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I don't, and then you start showing them like, oh my god, these people are trying to turn our children into homosexuals, like all of them, like, holy cow. What was it? Um, just in our podcast earlier, Pat Ellis was saying that, what county was it? In Mon- uh, Montgomery County, yeah. Maryland, maybe. Yes. That five um, five hundred twenty four percent. I was going with five eighty two percent increase you, in trust her. Well, it's, She's it's, the engineer. No, 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 I am not. It's five hundred something. It's a lot. Um, increase in transgender transgender gender fluid mm-hmm. kids. I got a, a kid um, that used to go to church with me who goes to a, a public high school, and I remember I, I went to a school. There was two thousand kids in the school. There was one hot lesbian. And like <laughs> two gay people. Okay. And that okay. was it. So you're talking yeah. three out of right. 2000. I'm right. not, I'm not an engineer and I don't know what the percentage is, I, but, but it's, it's weed. No it's a very yeah. small amount of the, the people, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not, you know, a 500% anyway. So now I'm talking to him and he goes, yeah, I'm sitting in homeroom class. And like the person in front of me is gay. The person beside me identifies as, you know, a girl that's really a boy, you know, Another, you know, some sexually screwed up person. And it's like, and it's like that. You go down the hallway. I'm sure there's some furries in there. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is, is to me, it's okay. If you're not good at, if you're not good looking, you're not good at football, you're not good at whatever, and you're not popular and you're not accepted. Maybe you don't have good social skills and you want to be liked and you want to be accepted. You're like, I know I'm gay. That's (laughs) where I just finished Abigail Schreier's book about the transgender craze seducing our daughters. And that is Nia nailed it. Yeah. And someone's going to pull the clip of me going, I'm gay. <laughs> and then they're going to grab it and put I'm it all over social gay. media. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm, gonna put it on I'm gay. Every time I open my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of me, mom, up there, we need violence. <laughs> I'm gay. Uh, That's yeah. going to be our Christmas and, party. And for anybody again. who hasn't been in our studio, on our main cam, we have a picture of Governor Ivy behind her podium with the government seal or whatever. And her hand up making all kinds of promises into that microphone she doesn't intend to keep. Well, it says, who raised the gas tax? I did. I did. <laughs> I'll never forget when we were interviewing Will Ainsworth. He was like, oh. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> he, he oh, no, we much. have important people in here. <laughs> Quick, take it down. Well, shoot, that's an inside joke. <laughs> never mind. I put them all over gas pumps across Alabama. <laughs> and I saw a lot of them. And yeah. I said... Yes, ma'am. Yep. Okay. That's how it's done. Okay. So I think the Twitter files are good. I can't wait to get 
back on and see because they were supposed to drop something else. Um, and don't you think, do you feel like Elon, Matt Taibbi, and Barry Weiss may need to be with round-the-clock protection? Yes. Like, I think they they're super it. brave. Yes. Super brave. But Surely they do. When this came out, I was like, ooh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Surely they do. Yeah. They're they're gonna need it until they need, they need a taste until test the flame taste test has or, just completely. It's a real thing. No, it's like the cup bearer in yeah. the Bible is yes. the person that would eat from the cup to make sure it wasn't poison. You eat it first, Amy Beth. If you I don't will. die, it's fine. I'm looking forward That's to it. Never mind. I can't say that. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> what story you might be talking about. We're not allowed to talk about. It. But anyway, stuff happens. Okay. So. All right, switching gears, Twitter files into Helena Duncan, the new president of the BCA. Oh. And so, you know, uh, the great piece of reporting, I believe it was Craig Monger uh, mm-hmm. that did it. It was some information that was flying around, and he did the due diligence to really track it down and, and make sure it's true. We found the voting record of the newest BCA president. And so in case anyone's not super – I remember when I started 1819 News, I didn't know what the BCA was, right? Like I was so nationally focused on things that I didn't understand the state-level stuff. And so the BCA is the Business Council of Alabama – it is the state chamber of commerce, and it's essentially the lobbying arm of big business in the state of Alabama. And small business, they claim. Oh, yeah. It's me believing it. And yeah. so um, making, you know, lobbying. And, and again, as a conservative, I'm extremely pro-business. And that's how they were able to get the support of conservatives is that, mm-hmm. yes, can, business, things that are good for business is good for human flourishing. And if you can have, you know, business practices. And, and, and again, you know what the, the biggest regulation that is bad for business is taxes and we don't seem to be doing anything about that, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So um, this is the person who's now going to be heading the organization that is pretty much driven by what we call the big mules, which is going to be, and again, don't quote me on all of this, but it's Alabama power, blue cross, blue shield of Alabama regions. Right. And, and probably everybody some on KIV's inaugural committee, which, yes, we which is our next, uh, yeah, yeah. which is our next, uh, topic, and we can actually probably blend the topics together a little bit, but want to talk about this. And so what I find interesting is that, and, and, and I want to outline this, and if you guys have any experience that can throw this out, or if anyone's, you know, listening, send an email to the podcast at 1819news.com and tell me, no, Brian, you're wrong. This is where you're wrong. Cause this is just something that I've been looking at myself and it's kind of a a narrative, if you will, that I've kind of crafted in my head from what I've seen and studied and read in, in, in history of Alabama, we, we're, we're married to this idea that, 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 you know, Republicans have always been good and Democrats have always been bad, right? And so, well, the Democrats are the ones that own slaves. It's like, yeah, no, but the Democrats back then was us. I don't care. You can, you can do the whole, oh, the Democrats were the ones that own slaves. Like, no, it was us that owned slaves. It was the, it was, it was the hardworking church-going people who made up the state. That's who the Democrats were. Right. Until 2010. But I mean, you can probably go back about 20 years before that. The people who were voting for Donald Trump in Alabama, those people were the Democrats historically in the state of Alabama. That's who they were. And is what it is. It's called populism. OK, it's the people. It's people Ooh, who are concerned. You're giving with me people. a lot to think about. So yes. I'm just going to close my eyes and listen. All oh. right. Yeah. Don't hit your face on the mic. I just did. Yep. So OK. For audio only listeners. Sorry. That's what okay. that was. All right. So. Um, so the di- OK. So the Democrats were made up of the people and they were concerned about the people and they were populist and they were, they were fairly socially conservative, fiscally, not so much. And they were Dixiecrats. Okay. And then what you had in the Republican party was big business. It was all about big business and what was good for big business wasn't necessarily good for the people. And so you had this big push about 
you know, regulations within business that was good for people. You know, in Alabama, we have a kind of a, a right to work situation, which I think is good. Um, businesses should be able to hire and fire people whenever they want. But sometimes businesses would have bad practices for people that violated their rights and stuff like this. And so there was this big push between the people and the businesses, right? Well, as the Democrat Party nationally began to go radically left, like way off into psycho Marx land, these populists, these people that would, would be us, okay. were their their political party left them. And so there was the Republican Party with open arms being like, y'all can come over here. And and we went over into the Republican Party. And so now in Alabama within the time out. Time out. Who are some examples of these people that went there? I mean, uh are you're from, not from Alabama, you're not from Alabama. My dad's from Louisiana. So I'll use my dad. Okay. My dad. Well, okay. I was thinking like national dad's, figures. Like dad. who would that be? Who who would you put It's not the national figures. All they're doing is pandering to whoever, wherever, however. And those are the people that are still representing us. I'm not talking about representatives, I'm talking about the people. The people who okay. were in the Republican oh, Party I, versus okay. the people who were okay. in the Democrat yeah. Party. Okay. So back then, so my dad, my dad's dad, my dad's mom, my dad's brother, they were you. all Democrats, right? And they were they, they they haven't changed. They believe the same things that they believe now, and that used to make you a Democrat. Okay. But then people started realizing, you know, as the 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 Democrat Party went farther left, they wanted higher taxes, they wanted, you know, all this socially crazy stuff. Well, that's dumb. I, I like getting more of my paycheck. I guess I'm a Republican. And they started becoming Republicans. And then so what you ended up having is within the Republican Party, you had the big business and you had the pe the, the populists. And so we're still very much the populist. I'm, I'm not really a populist. I'm, I'm a principled conservative. Mm -hmm. But where I find myself in the ebb and flow of this thing, I love business. But at the end of the day, I'm for the people. Right. Right. And so there's a there's a rift so big within the the Republican Party in the state of Alabama that it used to be two political parties. You have big business and then you have the people. Okay? And big business interest has driven the state of Alabama for as long as I've can really, you know, look back on at least to 2010. Um and they were driving it through the Republican Party. So now what happens and this is um something I've said and talked about ad nauseum uh in previous podcasts but <clears throat> Christian conservatives, populists, the God-fearing, hardworking people that make up Alabama, us, the good guys, we are, to the Republican Party, what the blacks are to the Democrat Party. Right. We are the voting blocks. If you don't get us, you don't win. If we don't vote for you, you don't win. So the establishment Democrats, the white liberal elite, mm -hmm. um, go and make tons of promises to the blacks that they're going to give them all this money and all this other stuff so that they'll vote for them. Then they vote for them and they never do any of those things. And then the conservatives are like, oh, look at those black people. They keep voting those guys back in and they're not doing anything for them. And then the black people are looking at us like, yeah, yeah. but that's what those big business people yep. are doing to you. Yep. They yeah, come and talk right. about just how we started out, God's gun, Jesus and all that stuff. You vote them in and they don't do squat for you. Yep. Mm. Right. And so we are the people, black, white people who there's these big establishment people who are lying to us to get elected so that they can be in that as George Carlin calls it, the big effing club, and you ain't in it, mm. right? That's the mm -hmm. that's what's going on. And, and if people could begin to understand and see that. And so what I, it was on, I think it was on the local chat, um, local Alabama, but, who Allison's the head of. Everybody, <laughs> take a drink. Yes. So, <laughs> another inside joke. joke. So um, <laughs> someone said, and I, I thought this was was great because I didn't see it the way that this person saw it. They said, I think it's great that the BCA is going left 
because then they won't even be able to pretend like they're conservative anymore. They stopped giving money to Republicans, right? There was a certain amount of money that the BCA always used to give to the AOGOP, mm -hmm. right? right. Mm -hmm. And they stopped giving it when the, 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 the Republican Party actually did some Republican stuff right. mm -hmm. and said, yeah, no, you can't force people to get vaccinated. And then the BCA was like, mm-mm taking that money no you didn't yeah oh no you did yeah. right well, and did. so that happened and so now if the if the bca stops giving the republicans money that's the best thing that could ever happen to us because now we have no reason to to serve their bidding anymore they can go over there on the left and get them to vote for them and we'll be over here having you know anyway the conservatives I, and crumpets i think that's crumpets. such a great analysis and it really if you didn't listen, you need to rewind it because that's really good. Yeah, that's something about that chair because Scott was on fire today too. But I think that's exactly what's happening. Um, and I don't want to be in the big effing club. I no. really don't. So how we'll do we... will just call it the big club moving forward for children listening. That's my fault. Absolutely. My bad, dog. Oh, sorry. I yep. took it there yep. and kept going. Yep. Okay. So how do we get these people? How do we form our own club? And then the other thing that I think is... You know, you say, well, that's great because we don't have to bend the knee to the BCA anymore. But you know our legislators will. Yeah. Well, and how do we influence and pressure them? Um, well, the legislators won't if there's no money coming from them. And so if they're going to refuse to put money in the coffers of these people because these people might actually represent the people, the BCA is going to find someone else to control. But what's crazy is that well, it looks like the true. AEA is going to move into the BCA spot. But here's another one that, and I want to be careful, this is a story that we're we're working on, I don't know, I'm going to let the story break and you guys will see what it is. It's the next continuation of the story on the BCA stuff. There's a group of historically left people that is not the AEA okay. that are very much populists. The teachers were Marxists. And so the AEA can't go from being Marxist God haters to all of a sudden being Republican. But this other group is populists that have always identified with the left and with Democrats nationally and here in Alabama. And you look up the voting record of their president or their leader, executive director, or whatever the name is, and this person voted in all the Republican primaries and has actually been at Ted Cruz events and stuff. So it's kind of sad though, because when I read the article, I'm like, well, you these people are people too. Like they have to vote some way. Yeah. And and so, I mean, if if she were a Republican, would we be like, oh my gosh, she's a hardcore Republican? My thing is, um, how do you go from Katie Britt, super Christian conservative, all, all her mailers said she was super Christian conservative they also said Republican. The Mo Brooks raised taxes. I'm just saying what okay. what she said. Okay. That's Good. what she said. Fair. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. And so and so how do you go from I'm trying to be mature and now you're laughing. How do you go from Good Katie luck. Britt as your president? Yeah. To this super hardcore Maxine Waters, Maxine donor. Waters donor. Mm. Yeah. And how do you, so who's lying? Either Katie Britt and while she was there, the BCA wasn't what it claimed to be. Or, wait, now I've confused myself. Anyway, something doesn't, I mean, does think wait, something what, is wrong. One thing is not like the other. But, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, what it does mean is that big business is about big business and they only care about what's good for business and they don't care about the people. Now, if they can do something that's good for business and virtue signal it in such a way that it looks beneficial to the people so that they can score political points, they're going to do that. But somehow they took their ball and went home yeah. to such an extent with this one. 
where they said, okay, you guys want to talk about vaccine mandates and fine. We'll just put a vaccine waters donor, yeah. you know, in this seat and see how that goes. And again, who knows? It, it could be that the lady is actually more conservative than Katie Britton just voted differently. Right. Cause Katie Britt, you know, again, not just Katie Britt, any, any, any Republican who's planning to run for a major office knows that they got to go and be in that Republican primary voting. And then the Republican, you know, like you right. have to show up and do that because they know that someone's going to go do this search. They're smart. Right. And so it's not just Katie, but anybody. So it's those it's, it's, it's not a perfect litmus test of, of someone and what they're made of. But I do think that, you know, the, the big business is moving left nationally. Right. DEI ESG. Uh, ESG, look back to a previous podcast where we covered ESG, environmental, social, and corporate governance. But um, ESG is, is social credit scores for corporations, essentially. DEI is diversity, equity, inclusion. You need to have so many, you know, black trainees on your board or whatever. Otherwise, you don't, and like this whole thing, commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion. We don't see that you're committed based off the people that you pick to run your company. Blah, 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 and you're shunned. So with all that stuff going on, business is business goes is business is like water. It flows wherever the e the path of least resistance mm -hmm. is, is where business goes. Okay. And so it's easy to hijack a corporation by being like, well, we're going to go march and set some buildings on fire. If you don't give us some money and they're like, Oh my God, that'll affect our bottom line here. How much money do you want? You know, they're, they're easily swayed and malleable because they're looking at the right now return. We talked about this with, um, Alan Mendenhall, who's heading up that uh, school down in Troy, the Manuel H. Johnson Center for Political Economy. Mm, nice. Look at that. Not bad, right? Nice. Well done. Man. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> See what I did there, Alan? You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, he is pushing back against this stuff, and, and we, we talked about that, that you know, the, they're always looking at the short-term bottom line picture, not the long-term. They're bowing the knee to all these terrorists right now because it could immediately affect their bottom line. But if they would just have courage and stand up to these bullies and take the small mm. hit mm -hmm. to their bottom line right now, they would push through that. Those people would become irrelevant and then they would be back up to maximum profit right. in no time. But no one has the courage to do that. Everyone's scared to death to get canceled. Everybody. Yeah. I think about stuff when I see stuff go out on the website. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, who's going to cancel? I mean, <laughs> but yeah. I, I still feel it. Yeah. Right. Like I'm about to put something on Facebook and I'm like, I feel it. Everybody feels yeah. it. And then you just have to push it down and be like, no, it doesn't matter. Everybody feels that. What if, what if, what if they thought this and they said that the, 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 we're all being held hostage. Right. So I think what's important also as a parent looking at the BCA and the person who's in charge. And I happen to think that it's just who they've always been um, is they control what's going on in our schools. Mm. Yeah. And I know this from running for office and having to sit down, making the runoff and sitting across from all of them, all 16 of them in a giant boardroom and having to talk about education. And when you go places they don't want to go, they just say, that's enough. And this meeting is over. So for parents who are saying, well, the BCA doesn't really matter that much. They matter tremendously because as a culture goes, so will our schools. And yeah. so that's why it is so important for families to pay attention because this matters. Yeah. It may sound all National mm -hmm. Chamber of Commerce, -y, and it is, which is why it's even more important for you to find out what's going on at your schools, read their textbooks, talk to their teachers, and know that the BCA is not for you and your family. They're just not. No. They they're the reason why we still have Common Core. They are the reason. Yes. So And this is also our weekly reminder it. to consider taking your children out of the public education system. We need like a little thing that goes across. Like, 
little ticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I consider it. Not saying you have to, but we're just saying now's the time to consider it. Um, so yeah. Well, uh that's that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Okay. It is. Anyway. Yeah. We keep threatening to do it. We never do it. I remember when we were threatening to do it when you were on the other side of it. And yeah. You, and you wanted to were you just waiting for me to me? jump? Yeah, I was waiting for you to get over here. I mean, I can still play devil's advocate, but I see it now. Yeah. Something you yeah. voodooed something. There you go. That's what I do. Actually. Voodoo. Hmm. Prayed. Prayed. Prayed for my soul. There you go. That too. No Which voodoo. works every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish it worked every time. God doesn't quite work that way. Not a genie, but that's neither oh, here no, nor there. Not a genie. Just aligning his heart, yeah. our heart to his. That's right. And. Oh, good things happen when we do that. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, and we should be doing a lot more praying with the way that things are going. And I guess the last topic we want to cover, and I hope that there's enough time. I think this has been engaging enough to get people to listen past the hour mark. Uh, I, I, we're yeah. My okay. Keep going. Your cough session was about fifteen. Yeah, yeah it was at least fifteen we, minutes. I mean, of, of this, what sorry. I've got showing on I the game clock. I think we're good because we need okay. to talk about this because it all goes in together. It it's even goes circle. up to the Twitter just, files. Oh my gosh! Okay, it looks good. Okay, just like that. Okay, we're so, gonna leave yeah. KIV. The worst to me is when my collar pops out over my jacket. <laughs> KIV is back to showing her true colors too. Yes, Amy Beth, why don't you tee off on this because you did such a glorious job in your column this week? Thank you very much, Brian Dawson. So I, you know, I, I took a trip out west, and you know, we think of Portland, Oregon, as that city that you're like, oh, we're not like Portland. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, we are. Oh, uh, because uh, we have leaders who refuse to deal with what they should deal with. And now that they've been reelected, as we've said here previously, they don't have to pretend anymore. Hmm. And here we are. And here we have the inaugural co-chairman campaign committee. I don't even know what these people are, except that one of the guys last name on there is Rain and he makes it rain for the people he likes in Alabama. Um, And the inaugural committee is about people with money. And it literally infuriated me when you look and just here it is on a platter. It's called the platter of we don't care. Yeah. And and the least offensive of those to me is Jimmy. Jimmy Rain is the least offensive because he doesn't need government to run his business. His business is government free. He made his money without favors from the government like so but so what's really interesting to me that he is so involved in in the government stuff and and aligns the way he does i think he's a genuinely good guy but but that one doesn't make any sense but the rest of them you can see the utter alignment of government and 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 private so tell public private let's go through it's um alabama power cross white who has left alabama power to spend more time with his family (laughs) this is my i believe you face I don't know what that implies. You don't know what that means? Let me tell you, if you ever see anyone in the power realm say, I'm leaving to spend more time with my family, it means they're not leaving to spend more time with their family. They're leaving because of some other thing that's probably not good. Oh, okay. Yes. So anyway, he left because he's going to spend more time with his family. Okay. And Mm -hmm. we believe him. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 And then... um, Probably uh, CEO the of Regions Blue Cross. Yes. Oh, Blue Cross. Oh, uh, my favorite. Can we talk about healthcare for a moment? I love that I pay sixteen hundred dollars a month and they don't pay for anything. I mean, that's a great business model. It's I could, I could probably go on a whole hour and a half rant on Blue Cross Blue Shield just because of how much I pay. And right, because I'm the company, so I pay. You know, my half and the company half. Right, comes out of the budget that I'm managing. Anyway, 
Sixteen hundred bucks a month ish. It may be like fifteen hundred plus dental and vision or whatever. You have a million kids though. I do, but but that is the beauty. Is this is my way of uh, st- sticking it to insurance? Is the more kids you have, it, it doesn't matter if you have one kid or fifty. It's the same price. Oh. So, but I mean, my kids never go to the doctor, so it doesn't really matter, right? So, either way, point being, I pay all this money, and then I go somewhere, and I'm like, hey, I've got Blue Cross Blue Shield. I feel really good about that. Got my Blue Cross Blue Shield card. Yeah. And they're like, you owe us $500. And I'm like, <laughs> good God. How do I owe you $500? I have Blue Cross. But yeah, they didn't cover that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't cover that. And they didn't cover that. If you get in a car accident and you should have died, but you didn't, and you're on life support, they'll cover 50 bucks. Thanks. And I'm being hyperbolic, so I don't yeah. get sued by Blue Cross Blue Shield, putting it out there. Anyone, anyone who has the, but if you have the state issue, so if you work for the state and you have that Blue Cross Blue Shield, oh. they be paying earth thing, right? They pay like everything. everything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're probably traipsing into territories. That well, you know, wh- just if you look, over. who else yeah. was it? Um, yeah. Who else? Oh gosh, it's on my phone. So the woman of the century. So we'll, we'll go back and we'll just start. Never mind. Uh, from Alabama. And I can't think of her name. That she's like a woman of the century. Like she's this amazing woman. Um, and then you also have, darn it, where I'm going to pull the article up. I had the article and it's gone. The bottom line what, is, what is the it's not, it's, they, they do all of her inauguration. If you look at the schedule, it's like she gets up and she has a breakfast and then she goes to church. And then she has a, spe- no, literally, she goes to her church and then they have a special reception with all of her biggest donors so she can thank them. Our supporters, and then they have the big gala that night, the governor's ball, whatever. And I'm reading it. I'm like, I'm not sure Kay can make it through the day. We'll yeah. see. Um, but it's just, it's so gross because if you look at the people that are on that inaugural committee that are planning it, um, and you mm-hmm. look at the corporations and the companies and the names that are behind them, it's it's not the little people. Like I would have loved to have seen. Brian Dawson from Wetumpka, you know, lead, like, like her campaign was all, I'm a high stepper and, Shooting and, the guns and at the high you stepper. know, like, so everyday <laughs> Alabama, although I don't know any Alabamians that say high stepper. I don't know a single person that voted what for What is her. a high stepper? Nobody knows. I think you can, you can dodge the bullets. That she's shooting from her gun in the no, commercial. No, that people are shooting at her. Oh. Like she's oh, going to take word. on the federal government. No, no step for her. Anyway. Anyway. But point point being, I don't know a single person that voted for her, but that's neither here nor there. I do. That's another subject for another day. I do. And I there are, I mean, it a lot. It is just hard to believe that we've done it again. Yes. <laughs> that people who, and there was plenty of us who didn't vote for her, people who did, who believed the ads in the, we are so conservative. And here we are with these people. And now we know who's in charge of our state. And it's not us. If we get through this next legislative session and we have the same pro-life bill, I will come onto my podcast and I will say, thank you, Kay Ivey. Right. And thank you to whoever yes. else in the legislature. I'll absolutely say that because that was one of my biggest criticisms was that they all use that you know, in all Mm -hmm. their commercials, the strongest pro-life legislation, and then as soon as the leak happened, Terry Collins was like, yeah, we're going to need to make some changes. Yes. And so again, if you know, there's, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I think it's ridiculous that Kay Ivey is now all of a sudden the most anti-vax governor in the United States. 
after literally being on camera blaming the pandemic on the unvaccinated and called us stupid. Yeah. Um, no, we're not regular folk. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we just be regular folk and yeah. follow rules? And yeah. You think you folks would have some sense. Yeah. That's what she said. That yeah, I took that as stupid. So, yeah. Same thing. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, either way. So, we get shamed and criticized for not taking the vax. And all of us that didn't take the vax are over here like, <laughs> hey, smart right now. Yep. So, um. And now Despite she's signing the, the letter yeah. to ban the military or the mandate. And, and so and what I will say, so, though, she's a genius. What I will say, though, is that she doesn't have to do that now. She won. It's one and done. Right. She's won. She she she's done. She's in. So she doesn't have to do that now. And she's doing it. And so I will say thank you for doing that. K. Ivy. I'll say that. All kinds of things drive me crazy, and it's not. And, and K is not the problem. K is just like a manifestation of what the problem is. Right. I don't have any personal problem with her. I don't. I don't know her. She's so cute. It's, yeah. It's not about she really her. Is so cute. She is literally right. basically just the epitome, a manifestation of of the Montgomery swamp. It is what it is. I'm not mad at her, but she is doing that, and I do find it ironic that she she blamed us for the pandemic and said that we didn't have any sense and. Uh, all that and now she, and now she's doing the good things and so i will say i hate that there's that that she wasn't doing those things earlier i'm thankful she's doing them now and it's very odd that she's doing them now and didn't do them then but thank you for doing them now that's what i'll say i mean i see i just get mad and i'm like you're such a hypocrite and you're an opportunist and it's disgusting but you're right give credit because she doesn't have to so maybe Maybe she's seen the light. Maybe she realizes with all the studies and things that have come out about the vaccine. And you why think are you she laughing? was drinking bourbon, watching died suddenly. Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. You've inspired me, Brian, <laughs> because I need to not be bitter and angry and see like. But but what I'm saying, she she's so smart. Whatever she's doing, whoever's advising her, because I don't think it's her, is really genius. I mean, she does enough to get credit for the conservative good things, mm -hmm. but then under the table and, and the dirty parts that she doesn't want to do, she makes Scott Harris do, or she makes yeah. the legislature do. I mean, she's really a genius or somebody over there is. Yeah. Um, and she got reelected because of it and because of people like my mother-in-law who's like, I mean, she's just so cute in that commercial where she's so like, bless true. his heart. So many people same thing and she it was just cute, so sweet but that's that not why you is vote. not why you vote we're voting mm -hmm. on policy so maybe it is and yay good job really um how well never mind that's not do we want to take that is that i was gonna say do we want to take cast lots do you want to no we don't do that <laughs> oh. do we want to have a discussion about how long she makes it through this quadrennium i think a year and a half at max you think I, so? I think I think we get eleven years of will. That's my prediction. Eleven. That sounds like a movie. That's oddly eleven years, eleven of, will. years of will. Yes. Okay. That's my guess. I think I think we get eleven for will, and it could be worse. Um, there's some things about will I don't like, but overall, I think it's a huge improvement to go from K to will. Yes. He has so much potential. Yeah. I think he so will too. Just... If if he if if again same thing I said about I, I although I believe in will a little bit more than I do Katie. Um, but if, if they do half the, Katie or will, if they do half the things they said they were going to do, Alabama will actually be able to be proud of someone yeah. in those major offices. Mm -hmm. And so I hope they do, um, we'll be watching and, you know, I think, I think that is, that is the one thing everyone, you know, a lot of people just look at us like all we do is just throw rocks at, you know, bad things. Well, we actually love to celebrate good things. 
but in the political arena, there's not a whole lot to celebrate. And so we would love, uh, I think, some huge potential. I don't know much about the guy, but I think Scott Stadhagen, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Yeah. He is um, the what the House Majority Leader. Him getting elected. To the second highest position in the huge. House. And he's the guy that brought the bathroom bill, right? He's very much in the kind of Sorrel mold of, mm-hmm. of movement conservatism. Very brave. And so... Did they throw us a bone and let that happen? Is is there a shift going on? I don't know, but I would love to keep my eyes on him and have him be someone that we can say, hey, look, there's someone who's doing good stuff. There, you know, anybody, if Ledbetter starts coming out with like school choice bills and, and like pushing stuff through that actually represents what's going on with the people, I'm happy to give whoever credit as long as they start yeah. doing the things that they know that the people want to do. And it always goes back to that. Everyone's like, well, maybe Alabama's just not as conservative. No, they are. You know that we're so conservative because the political ads are so conservative. If the political ads weren't conservative, that would mean that we're not conservative. They know what to do and say when it's time to get elected. And the and there is not there is not more conservative ads in the country than the ones that come out in Alabama every four years because they know that that's what the people are. Right. And so they, if yeah. they all you have to do is like, you know, Scott Beeson always says, just like, here's your mailer. Just do yeah. the things on your mailer. It's right mm-hmm. here. You said these four things. Just do those things. Yep. That's it. If they would just do those things. I have a friend that kept every single one of Katie Britt's mailers. She's going to check like, them it, really? Yeah, like, like to compare and see. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. You said it. It's actually I'm not making idea. this up. Yeah, bring her on the podcast in two years and let's see where we are. Let's see where we are. I don't know. I'm willing to give her a shot. I am too. That, that's I, I, that's and my I deal. Really she is our next United States Senator. Yeah. She's more conservative than Richard Shelby. There's no doubt about it. I think yep. so. Same as going like... From K to Will, I think that's a, 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 a step in the right direction. I think going from Shelby to Katie is a step in the right direction. But both of them have the potential to be freaking conservative. Con, con, conservative. The words, with the words, <laughs> you do so good when they get to the Washington and the D.C. <laughs> so, it's water boy up in here. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> so they both have the potential to be absolute conservative rock stars. Right. They both mm-hmm. do. They both have... The makeup, they know what the people want. Um, and if Katie has it on her mind to get something done, she will get it done. And so if she gets a bee in her bonnet about something that's really good for the people, I believe it will get done. Um, and and again, you you guys had Will on your guys' podcast, and it was fabulous. Um, he's got tremendous potential as well. And so my hope and prayer is that, that they be everything that they could potentially be. My I my fear is who they surround themselves with. Yep. And it's can they keep those That's people an excellent at point bay yeah. enough to do what they say they're going to do? Um, there's a lot of pressure, a lot but, of pressure. But that outlining that I said, you have the business and you have the populists. And so what what Katie and Will are both really good at doing is they can and Will more so than Katie. Will can go to a two way gun rally full of rednecks and get a standing ovation. And then, you know, up in Huntsville, and then he can drive down to Mobile that night and do a BCA presentation and get a standing ovation. He has figured out how to talk to both classes within the Republican Party. And and the question is, does he know how to do more than just talk to them? Does he know how to mm-hmm. serve them? I don't mind big business getting thrown a bone here. Their big business is good. I am a conservative at the end of the day. Free markets, right? Limited government, um, you know, deregulated space so that all businesses can thrive. I'm all about it. Um, but if it's all business, 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 and the people keep getting screwed, 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 that's not good. So if he can figure out a way, that's what I told him when he was here. I said, I'm, I'm really excited about the potential of you being governor. You know how to appease business, and you also know how to serve people, um, and I'm excited to see if he does that. 
Yeah. I think yeah. that's exactly it. He knows. Yeah. And he has it in him. But does does he have the gumballs to stick the to The gumballs. Honk, honk. <laughs> anyway. On that note. Okay. Hey, Beth, do you have anything hey, you want to say? I know. I'm going to slowly Shoot. back away from the table. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's been a rough oh, God. hour. Put your headphones on. Maybe it'll fix it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just plug my ears. Well, with that, <laughs> I will say that that is a wrap. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. Um, join the fight. Go on there. It's an opportunity for, to, to, to financially support the work that we're doing. The reason we launched that uh, aspect of our website for people to financially support before we had the, the member content um, you know, page even set up and the merch stuff ready to go out we were getting hammered by people that were like, hey, we want to support. How can we do it? We love what you're doing. How can we support? How can we support? Okay, fine. We'll put it up on the website. Um, you, you can now financially support. So um, if you love what we're doing, if you want to be a part uh, of the 1819 team and join the fight and pursue a free and flourishing Alabama with us, that's your opportunity. Um, so please do that. Until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry. <laughs>